Oh, yes, indeedy. Welcome into the very, very first episode of the Aussie Fantasy Football Podcast, joined by cast of characters this this week. Uh, Pointer69, you're the first one. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good. Um, as always, just a short, sweet answer. Yep, beautiful. Guest uh, six xylophones. How are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, um, not in that level of stereo, six xylophones playing at the same time, but... Um, yeah, on my crappy microphone. Hopefully it sounds good for all you people, but no, you're feeling through, good. mate. Everyone's loving those dulcet tones. And then, Tom, how are you, mate? This is this is like Christmas Day when you're about six years old for me. I'm just yeah, I'm just so excited. I'm jumping out of my skin right at the moment. I'm so excited to be here. Here we go. Ripping in. This is a uh, collaborative works, I suppose. It's been uh, a couple of weeks in the making. Uh, a bit of a, a rebrand for, for all of us. Uh, Tom from Fig Jam. Dynasty Podcast, us from the Sheep Station Cup Dynasty Podcast slash Sheep Station Dynasty Podcast, whichever you've been listening to. Um, we're coming together as one. How's it feel? We're feeling good. Very good. Yeah, I, I just had one quick concern. I'm worried we'll lose all our, our sheep farmers that aren't going <laughs> to interest anymore. So could be a disaster on that front. I'm... Are you also saying CD Lamb might not like us anymore? Oh, oh. And Sterling still... Shepherd. Sterling Shepard can go, but we'll find a way to keep City Lamb in there. God, God. Tears his Achilles and he's... See you later. Yeah, Tom, how are you feeling, mate? You feeling good? Oh, yeah. I will actually point out that I am actually a sheep farmer. I don't know whether anyone knows that, but... Well, we knew we were a farmer. We didn't know we were a sheep farmer. Yeah, I've, I've, we've, we've actually got about four farms, but one of them... the Probably the biggest enterprise is our sheep farm. So, Is that how you found us originally? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I, was, I was searching <laughs> sheep, sheep in... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a big community of um, sheep farmer podcasts that just talk about you know, how to, what is it, graze your sheep, how to move yeah, them from paddocks. Sheep, sheep farm how theory. to shear them properly, that kind of stuff. Or, I actually got on a, um, a TikTok reel, like, you know, well, one day I have just that lady that shears sheeps, and oh. very interesting. <laughs> how many so we actually have haven't got? lost any of our sheep audience no. here. We've well, talked more sheep than You might gain some. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, about 7,000 sheep, 6,000, 7,000. That's, that's enough for a podcast. Yeah. Have yeah, you named a... them all? Yeah, yeah, they've all got <laughs> names, yeah. <laughs> that would have been an effort, holy moly. Yeah, no, there's plenty of uh, sheep podcasts, just so you know, for all of those sheep aficionados that might uh, be disappointed. There's the Sheep Show podcast, Sheep Stuff, You Should Know. Oh, it's good stuff right there. <laughs> oh, that's a one. <laughs> you Should Know stuff. is a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Oh, well, it's, all, it's good, good to be back. We had a few weeks off as well. Um, plenty of stuff going on in NFL land. We've got a whole new whole new system how we're going to do this podcast and uh yeah i'm looking forward to to seeing what we bring up but uh Peter, do you want to uh, hit us or hit everyone up with those social media yep sorry options. i am back on the right page so this the show's social now is uh oz fantasy nfl on twitter um and if you want to follow us on our individual socials tom's at at fig jam uh cmoz is cmoz aff um Poyter is ff underscore Poyter. and guest uh there's no change here there right ff guest remains yeah, the same still ff guest <laughs> And it's, it's extremely it's gotta, active. It's got to be that forever, right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's Fig Jam Sports FF2 for you, Tom. A. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably change that. I'm, everyone knows me as Tom Fig Jam, so I'll probably change that to Tom Fig Jam eventually. Oh, I love it. But yeah, you'll find. For now. You know. oh, so you, you you could have put it in there correctly before I started. Oh, reading, look, I, <laughs> I won't lie to you. I just wrote the first thing that came to my head and forgot to update it. So, what do you do? <laughs> we literally named this podcast like two minutes ago. Yeah. And everyone renamed their socials straight away. Yes. There was zero thought put into it. <laughs> it's an exciting time. Moz, just... Moz did put in a, like, he put his foot down and say, I couldn't have FF sick cunt. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
anyone yeah, out there. Remember that? Remember when I said I would try and keep it PG at the start? Yeah. yeah. If, if people, if people really want me to change into that, just hit us up and, and I will do it. Just you know, bit of peer pressure on the taken. fan support. <laughs> it was not taken. I did check oh. it already. Is it actually allowed? No, Kent. Like you have Kent. Oh, <laughs> well, you didn't say that. <laughs> that would have been much better if you had said that. But anyway, let's roll through it. All right, good stuff. What's our plan, Ewers? Plan. Um, we're gonna stick to one episode a week for a little while um, until things sort of really get back in full swing NFL-wise. But um, in season, we're looking to be a bit more um, focused on that fantasy weekly stuff. So two eps a week. Um, a reaction podcast and, and a preview podcast really help you make your decisions. Still try to focus, like, I think a bit more on that dynasty side, but um, trades that you want to make and that kind of stuff and who are good starts and sits and that kind of thing. Uh, we'll still keep our, our beer review of the week. We've got one uh, lined up in a little bit as a from our debutant here. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into a little bit of... Um, redraft and best ball as well um so we're gonna sort of roll through some different content to start oh pre-season i guess and um we'll look at best ball drafts dynasty drafts dsf dfs through your week week to week stuff and and all that kind of thing and um i don't know are we gonna keep the rookie of the week boys what do you think i mean did jamar chase reach out to any of you asking for his his award or yeah yeah, he reached out to me yeah Oh, beautiful. Was it just a hoodie or just a Beatles yeah, yeah. hoodie? <laughs> <laughs> it smelled like beer from Suncorp Stadium. I'll tell you what, if he reached out to you, we would have been able to see your boner from space, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have needed that bloody telescope that's just taken those pictures, let me tell you. <laughs> Anyways. You know, what else? He, he, jumped, he jumped in my DMs looking for his trophy, so... Yeah. We should probably send him something, actually. Maybe this year we'll, we'll make a... Um, an actual trophy for the, the rookie of the year. What do we just send it to the, the team or like someone's going to stalk their address? <laughs> Imagine being like the rookie of the year in the NFL. You know, you're making millions of dollars. You're, you're, on, you're getting endorsement deals everywhere and you get this like little crappy half-made trophy in the mail from some dudes in Australia. Yeah. What the fuck is this? I, mean, I just got... I just got my day. Yeah, I just got threatening emails from Najee Harris on why he's getting to win the, win the award. <laughs> Did you send him a bridesmaid's dress or something? No, oh, no, he's Continuous just... bridesmaid. We're not on talking relationships at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's a bit sad. No, it won't be fun at the family Christmas. <laughs> family reunion's is going to be a bit awkward. Imagine if... Oh. Can you imagine if Kate Otten wins it? Oh, oh. Of the year? I can't again, actually imagine that. Back-to-back gigantic bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have slid into his DMs before, but he, for some reason he won't message me back. That's not the only oh. thing you're trying to slide into. It, is it? <laughs> so early prediction, and he got got a got a rookie of the year already. Or are we just gonna just too early, too early? It's, oh, it's got to be one of the, it's got to be one of the wide receivers. Like I think so, no yeah. one else stands out unless it's like Brees Hall. I can't really see it happening. Um, That's a good question, actually. I'm finding that hard to answer. Mm. Um, I've thought about it a few times. And... Yeah, jeez. Be like someone, someone like Chris Olave, like. Opportunity, maybe Winston airs it out to him a billion times. I, don't know, I can just see something like that happening. That but would then, get you know, me with the burner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's much more open than previous years. Is there um, just going to be so much volume in potential volume in Atlanta that Drake London just comes out? And 
does everything because it's him and Pitts, right? They're the only two receivers. Yeah, potentially. Marcus Mariota hasn't really supported That's wide problem, receivers right? at a high level over his career, so he's going to be interesting. I think it's, you know, it could be someone, if there's, Penny's still there to stop Ken Walker really mm. getting opportunity, but someone with his profile, if there was a clear space ahead of him, probably could get a lot of touches that would make you think week on week for fantasy value, he could be definitely off to a good start and, you know, take an award like this, but it's going to be one of those ones where five guys every week are in consideration and it's whoever just gets the most votes that hangs it up at the end of the season. Yeah, it's going to be, there's no real, like, Jamar Chase again this year, right? Like, it's just... But even Jamar Smather, Chase, guess, we didn't really pick... We didn't pick yeah, Jamar true. Chase last year. So I think it'll be someone like that. One of those sort of top 20 receivers just goes ballistic and... Well, with the news out of... New England, it could be just Tyquan Thornton. <laughs> just coming <laughs> out of so. nowhere. <laughs> All right, so... Um, you want yeah, to do the rest of what we're going to do? Yeah, yeah. get yeah, back yeah. in. Yeah. We'll get a bit of Rookie of the Week going. Um, a weekly review every week, so having a look at uh, what we saw in, in what really stood out to us, who's trending up, who's trending down, that kind of stuff. We'll look at start sits on the preview show. Um yeah, I think this is what I was saying before, dynasty movers. Um, so we're looking at who should you trade for before they kind of become too expensive, I guess, and, and um, who should you try and get rid of before they lose all their value completely. And yeah, just a bit of trade talk. So send in your trades to us whenever you get an opportunity and we'll, we'll um, I guess, slaughter you on <laughs> uh, a real live podcast. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, big plans. Um, you know, if, if you think we need to include anything else, definitely um, get on those social media platforms and, and let us know what we're missing. But uh, I think that's a pretty yeah, pretty uh, comprehensive look at the NFL. Um, of course, we'll talk news as well, but uh, that's a little bit later. There's a bit of NFL news out of the last couple of weeks that we've kind of missed. So, But um, we're going to debut um, a, new, a new player into the beer review of the week. So are you ready? Ready, Tom? Yeah, I'm very nervous to be honest. Um, this is like Nothing my initiation. Yes, yeah, I'm like sure you're not allowed to talk before. before you crack the beer, so you've already failed. <laughs> oh, so I cracked the beer first. I was going to do yeah. everything and then crack the beer. So no, nah, crack okay. the beer first. I reckon that's the kind of yeah. Well, I've got to taste it because from I haven't had this beer for a long time, and I, from memory, I've got to play a comp, but I just have to taste it again. Well, I tell you what, for a debut, yeah. outstanding crack, quality crack. Yeah, it's, like, it's one, definitely like, smells... Top five cracks, actually. Definitely smells like I was expecting. <laughs> all right, hit us up. Combine metrics. Let's uh, go. All right. It's a white and gold can to start with. It's very plain, very boring. Do I, do I name it? Do I say yeah, what Yeah, definitely. Name Get into it. Yeah. It's called Z- Zephyr. I, I, honestly, it's uh, yeah. the writing is that squiggly. I'm not sure if that's what it's called, but Zephyr, it's an alcoholic ginger beer from New Zealand. Um, and it was on special one day and I couldn't get any of my usual so I went with this and unfortunately it was a mistake but we'll get to that in a second uh, it is 330 mil 4% as the uh, what do you call it metrics um, smaller can 330 mil but I'm quite surprised you still get 10 cents <laughs> when you recycle it so it's not like 8 so. cents surprising <laughs> thought it would thought it'd be at least 9 or something uh, one one standard drink, but to be honest, it feels heavy. It, I struggle. I finish one, and yeah, I can't go back for two. So even though it's only one standard drink, it feels a lot heavier. Yeah. Um, it's made with fresh cider, 
and it's got an apple picture on it so if that yeah. means anything but a very very white can bit of gold on the on the name so I'm thinking you will lean Saints here for a player comp um, let me have another drink <laughs> yeah, you're always uh, drinking, I reckon fruity alright uh, I'm not I'm not too happy with it it's going to let me down at some points um, but also if you want to get drunk really quick it's going to it's going to get you drunk really quick I'm going to go with Jameis Winston I like him I think he's going to let you down five weeks and then air it out five weeks and you're going to have a well of a time so I think my player comp is Jameis Winston for the Zephyr Cider Company I like it I like it it's a good debut uh, pretty pretty by the sounds of it spot on with this player comp it's a bit of a yeah, I just googled it eh is that I've the had... second crack I heard in the background? <laughs> <laughs> so, never, never, let, never, never let someone drink on their own. It's rule number one. <laughs> all right, Peter, take it away. <laughs> well, we weren't doing two beer reviews. Yeah, why not? Oh, fuck. All right, I'll run through this one quickly. Now, another one by our old favourite mountain culture. This is called Back to Cali. Uh, it's a limited release. 500 mil, six, 7.6 ABV. Jesus uh, Rocking in it. Three three complete standard drinks. Um, it's oh, it's throwing some citrus. You love this. Throwing some citrus and some pine um, from our mountain line uh, to supply some sunshine to our hilltop scene. This is just you know classic West Coast IPA. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And he's drunk. Yeah, it's um. <laughs> so I've drank a whole beer already in terms of standard drinks, and I was one. It's really good. It's um. Not for your liking, was be probably a bit too fruity. Uh, it is considerably heavy as well, but the flavours are there. Nice fruit, uh, a bit of a bitter aftertaste. So, mm-hmm. you know, as they would say, uh, what is it called? Uh, yeah, it ain't just the yeast that's gone back to Cali. Um, yeah. Right, we'll leave it is on that. that. Those, is that what they say? That's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> so this it. one, this one, it's someone like will a, know what that means. Yeah, it's, it's got it's got like a uh, pinky and a like sky blue colour. Um, California sunset. It's gone back to Cali. Someone that recently went back to Cali is a uh, old Matt, a favourite, uh, Matty Snapback. Um, <laughs> Timmy. Uh, so I'm going to give it. Compare it to him. It's you know, old reliable. Put it on a good team and it it'll perform well. So yeah, right. Bright and vibrant can. Yeah, I mean, I like wouldn't say he's bright and vibrant. <laughs> See, I'm already drunk. <laughs> Go on. Uh, classic. Yeah, right, okay. Two beers. Yes. There we go. All right. Um, do we have I a... Thought, uh, I thought there was a third beer going to be cracked there for a second. Do we have like a, a pick comp at all? Like a where, oh, yeah, where, what are you going to pick these beers at? You know, what round in a rookie draft or, oh, or can I Can like I just that. point out something on my... I'm just reading my can at the moment. Yeah, go for it. And it says down the bottom... <laughs> I'm not sure I'm about to say it. Try me with pad tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says that on the can. <laughs> As you do. I mean, what else okay. are you going to try? <laughs> Pretty funny. The, the most, the many cans have a food recommendation. Food they should. Yeah. <laughs> I think it should be a new thing. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, bring it in. I'll say. We're going to add the food pairing to the beer review of the week. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come up with the most unique food pairing, though. Oh, yeah. I reckon so you want to go. Mm. Might have go well with some um, hot chips and sauce from the pub. 
Oh wow. Okay. So you've got a five hundred mil can. Do you get twelve yeah. cents? No. <laughs> I, I actually mine says ten cent refund. Um, Geez, so you don't get your bang for your buck with these big cans, then, do you? Uh, nah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, beer of the week done. Uh, podcast plan done. A couple, a couple of bits of news that have that have come out uh, in the last couple of, I suppose, days and week, maybe I guess. Um, we'll start with the earlier of the news, uh, and that was Baker Mayfield's finally been snapped up by a team, uh, and that was the Carolina Panthers. So interesting little uh, move here from Carolina. Obviously, the the Sam Darnold. Uh, experience is, I suppose, over, or there's at least a camp, a camp battle, battle going on. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes, viewers. What are your thoughts immediately here on on Baker Mayfield going to the Panthers? Yeah, I think like they didn't necessarily want to do it, but then it was just like sort of this. It's so cheap, we kind of have to. I don't know if that's what it is, or if it was just them playing games. But uh, yeah, he's he's like. For me, he's probably almost a top half quarterback in the NFL, or like around that like middle of the road starting quarterback for the NFL. So, why not like put him on a team? Like he he definitely deserved to be starting in the NFL this year for sure. Like he's had huge highs, yeah, he's had some lows, but I think he's a good player. Um, throws a lot of touchdowns. He's pretty efficient. Just see if he can get going behind sort of a. Like, definitely improving offensive line, but probably, like, a bit green in terms of playing with each other, which isn't necessarily a good thing, so... Mm. Yeah, I don't yeah. think um, it was a decision of they oh, waited forever to choose do they want to use him. I think they wanted him. It's just about getting him for the right price. Like, they got they can't afford after what they gave up to get um, Sam Darnold and paying, paying Sam Darnold. They needed to get the best deal possible for the Panthers in acquiring Baker Mayfield, and I think it... From what I read, it was what what was the fifth round pick that could be a conditional fourth, um, mm-hmm. and yep. I think they I think the uh, Browns still pay half his salary, so that's the big it's key there. Eight, yeah, uh, that's considerably the part that I think they would have been working between the two teams for a long time, just uh, saying, "Oh, how about you pay this?" and then it just back and forth, and it, to a point that um, I think the closer it got to the season, the more both teams needed to have the decision done and, and moved on so that's really what happened and I think there's one point that made sense that I've heard this week was you know he goes from um, the Browns which probably had one of the better offensive lines in the league to come, come across to the Panthers that are trying to improve that but I think it's a, a similar position it's not terrible he doesn't come to a team that's absolutely trash on offense uh, and it, it's probably a spot that you know we could probably expect similar things to what he was able to put up for um, the Browns I'm not going to say it's a position that I think he just comes across to and all of a sudden Flourishes. I think it's a similar mm. environment, uh, which isn't necessarily bad. I think that's where Baker Mayfield, if he can be coached right and they get the team to work well, he's got CMC to go with as well, right? Um, mm. A lot of good pieces there. So if he, he's paying the one, CMC's having those games that everyone's sort of going to say, oh, he's going to catch this many passes and score this many touchdowns. Who's going to throw him those touchdowns? And that's going to come back to the Baker Mayfield, right? And, that's and Baker something. Mayfield's one of the best uh, ball handoffers in the league as well. Remember that one he <laughs> handed off to Tom? See my hand off? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so there was a lot of like, uh, a, little, a little bit of hype uh, with, with Macaral in uh, some dynasty circles. Tom, what are your thoughts on, on that kind of situation now? Is he just a zero? Almost yeah. just stick him on your taxi and wait five years? Oh, he'll, he'll be um, Baker Mayfield back up next year. Sam Darnold will go. Sam Darnold might even go before the season starts this year. Mm. Um, so yeah, he's a he's a decent sort of handcuff player, but 
I, I still think like I was one of the Matt Corral's fans, but mm. he just sort of buried there with Sam Darnold at the moment, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm not gonna really worry about him. Wait um, to hear but, what's out of out of camp. Yeah, if Sam Darnold leaves, which is I think is a high possibility, um, yeah, then Matt Corral is a yep. is a pretty decent uh, handcuff, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Definitely, is that point right? Does um. Sam Dunham want to sit around there and be Baker Mayfield's backup or does he if like the competition for the job right is he want to sit there and be like oh do the Mitch Trubisky thing uh, sit around being a high profile backup for a year and then you know hopefully get a job somewhere else next year or does he just have a sook and kick up a stink because he's not going to if he doesn't want to play what's the point of having him as the backup right yeah uh, he, he may as well move to the third string quarterback and uh, try and develop Matt Corral I think Corral sort of sits in that same mould as when they drafted Will Greer a few years ago and they thought, oh, maybe we'll see how we go with him. And if mm-hmm. you look at how his career is trajected, it's sort of, it's mm-hmm. gone nowhere, right? So mm-hmm. it's not to say Matt Corral's going to go there, but there's the two outcomes. Does he sit around and be a competent NFL backup? Uh, and if he gets an opportunity, can he take the shot? If it's there, like often a lot of these backups, they just never get that shot. They, they're competent at being a backup, but they, the opportunity never arises. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to him. I'm, I'm not going to be someone that I'd trade for or um, target, but he's probably, if you have him, you're trying to just hold him on the back of your roster for a little bit to see how things pan out for a year. Like, we may as well, you've grafted him this year, hold him in your taxi, see how you go. All right, well, let's talk about the wide receivers in Carolina because obviously there's going to be an effect on those guys as well. DJ Moore uh, might have a, a quarterback that can actually throw the ball somewhat accurately now. So are you guys thinking, start with you, you as, are you thinking tick up for DJ Moore? Uh, probably just touchdowns. I think that's what it is for me. That um, he really uh, did he score any, or he hardly scored any for how many targets he got. Um, so he's he's a high volume receiver. If and I don't think that changes. Like there's not really any competition that's come in for him. I don't think he's. I think he's sort of will fit decently well with Baker Mayfield and all that stuff. So I think it's just. Baker, who's pretty good at throwing touchdowns, can he throw them to to DJ Moore? Or is he going to sort of hit the tight ends maybe? Um, but yeah, I think I expect a few more touchdowns, similar volume, so probably a bit of a tick up. But I think he's most people have him really high already, mm. so I don't know that I, he's, he's a guy that I'm going to end up with much. Looking at some uh, just fantasy pros, it's nice and easy one to quickly look up. Uh, wide receiver off the board, I think he's 13th in their wide receiver rankings, somewhere near there in, what's this, PPR, so. I think yeah. that sounds about right. I was listening to a, like, maybe CBS podcast or something the other day, and they had him at, like, six. So yeah, just, that's a bit crazy for me. Yeah, that's too yeah. rich for my taste. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, you know, these guys have got Waddle and Hill, 11 and 12, and then more 13, uh, Metcalf 10. I think, like, in terms of situation, <coughs> Metcalf, no quarterback. I'd probably take more over Metcalf at the moment, just uh, yeah. straight up. If we're, you know, maybe not. Yeah, Especially PPR. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun to watch. But then there's two other guys that, um, that could potentially see an increase in, um, in their targets, I suppose, as well, with Robbie Anderson and maybe even Terrace Marshall might be able to do something this year. Is he the third there? Is there someone else I'm forgetting? Uh, not, not according to their depth chart. Yeah, so Moore, Anderson, Marshall. They've got guys like Rashad Higgins, uh, oh, yeah. Shy Smith from last year. But their their depth charts: Keith Kirkwood, Brandon Zylstra, <laughs> Andre Roberts, CJ Saunders. Yeah, all those guys exciting. are just household names, you know. <laughs> who's, who's their tight end? 
Tight Tommy end Tremble was what I was going to shout out though. Tommy Thomas. Tremble's my my little uh, dynasty dart throw for for, uh, for the week. Yeah. Um, I think Baker likes to throw his touchdowns to his tight ends, and he kind of he showed some wiggle last year a bit. Like he he got some some carries, some some good touchdowns. I think he could turn into a Dawson Knox if if this ends up being an okay team. Yeah, I like it. All right, uh, next piece of news broke today, essentially, uh, or this morning. Uh, Nikhil Harry's been traded to the Chicago Bears. Uh, just an absolute cracker of a trade here for the Bears. Just really stocking up their wide receiver court with absolute studs. Um, that's what I would have said to you if they had drafted him, I guess. But uh, this is, you know, three years of knowledge later, and we have absolutely no hope for it. But, uh, Puerto, what were your thoughts immediately um, coming out of this one, mate? Oh, first thought was um, Kevin White. Um, I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know why. <laughs> I love the Bears, it. the Bears, it's like, oh, they, they went and traded for a guy that was a first-round bust oh, that they used to have in Kevin. You thought they would have known what happens to first-round bust when they leave. Uh, but on, on, on a bit of a... I don't know. It's hard to... If there's one team that I think could underutilize a guy, it's probably the Patriots. But <laughs> they did... You got to think he just played with like the best quarterback to ever play in Tom Brady and still couldn't uh, get on the field on a team that had not much ever at wide receiver. Mm, um, so, I mean, it's not like he joined a team that was was really humming and had two great wide receivers ahead of him and he was just you know, a highly drafted receiver to help that and just couldn't really cement a spot. He's just had jags there the whole time and has never been able to step foot on the field. I don't think it is really the move that I, from the perspective that I look at it, it's like, you want to see, it's too late to have put players around fields now. Now it's like picking up crumbs and being like, oh, maybe we get something right. But I guess... If there's the chance of him improving, um, it, can, it can only really help Fields. Uh, but I'm not going to bank anything on it. I think realistically, it's a you know, desperation pick for, trade for them. It's like, oh, what are we going to do in yep. the seventh round? Nothing. Maybe we get something out of him. Maybe we we don't. But mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt to try. And really, the Patriots are like, oh, we'll take that seventh round pick and get a guy that we just have no interest in in using. Well, yeah, we're gonna. They were going to drop him, so yeah. I think Chicago just looked at the waiver order and I don't know where they are in waivers and said, well, you know, we're probably not going to get him on waivers, so let's just give our last round pick for him. And I don't mind it. Um, he's only got to beat Byron Pringle and Vilas Jones to be the number two there. It's really? a team that, if you look at it, for him to land at has yeah the least path to success, like the least competition to get to, like mm. even just to be the wide receiver too. And on a team have... that's going to need to pass the ball, he could have 50, 60 targets and have 30 catches next year. Like, I'm not saying that's massive for fantasy, mm. but it's definitely an output. Unless Cole Komet has a massive jump, um, I, I don't really like... I, I don't like Felix Jones and Byron Pringle. Like, who's that guy? Um, so, yeah, there's a realistically... Nikhil Harry could have 30 catches next year. Mm. Yeah, I could see the path, and you know, you made the smart thing in uh, the, the podcast league picking him up for zero dollars. I mean, if you've got got someone <laughs> you can drop, <laughs> I drafted him, you've, dropped him, and then you've dropped him, him and then picked him up again. <laughs> Jeez, I've been holding on to Nikhil well, Harry for a bloody long time. Sheep's uh, <laughs> one. The guy that I dropped was actually the uh, the fifth string wide receiver at Chicago, and I can't pronounce his name, but it's Amos St. Brown's brother. I reckon he could probably beat him out, but who knows, going off his (laughs) Pat's performances, it's uh, a bit of a concern. But yeah, I can see the pathway to it. Um, You know, as you said, he's only going to beat out a couple of guys and he can can be startable, I guess, on a 
desperation flex week if you've got a real deep league. So, yeah, keep an eye on him. Um, I don't mind just picking him up for zero bucks. But, uh, yeah, all right. Any other news I'm missing here? Or that's that's pretty much it, hey? Do we want to touch on Zach Wilson? I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to tell him. <laughs> I don't think you're the only one that loves to touch on Zach Wilson, mate. Go for it. So, what, do you, what do you got for us? Zach Wilson's misses his girlfriend left him for Zach Wilson's best friend who was his wide receiver at BYU can't remember his name I think he got drafted uh, by Wash uh, is that Dax Mill Dax Mill or someone yeah, Mill yep. yeah. and he was at Washington is he still at Washington yeah I think he's still there because he's only yeah Zach Wilson's girlfriend left him for uh, Dax Mill and so what any good bloke would do is that Zach Wilson then goes and sleeps with Dax Mill's <laughs> mum one of the great yarns, I think. <laughs> One of the all-time great stories in NFL. It could be. It's a great. A it good, could be. It's a great revenge story. <laughs> I think it's um, highly the right thing to do from Zach Wilson. It's it's going to have a massive impact on his fantasy output this year. Uh, I think he's matured as a player, getting with a, an older woman, and uh, yeah. I think it's great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I the Jets don't score often, so, like, it in. <laughs> just one touchdown, uh, a little bit preseason for it. <laughs> yeah, what was, the, what was the guy's name from American Pie that banged Stifler's mum? Like, that's all the memes that I've been seeing going around. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, not, what is his name? Not the Shermanator, it's no, the other guy that's in the group. Yeah. Oh, that's going to shit me up the wall. Someone yeah, not I'm just Googling guy that bangs Stifler's mum. <laughs> <laughs> There's so a I lot of video was... hits there, yep. Oh, Finch. They had that. It's Finch, it's Finch, it's Finch. Yeah, Finch, yeah. yeah. Finch. Yep. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, Milf. <laughs> I used to have that. The old, the original Fig Jam podcast. Uh, the uh, Milf, Milf, Milf used to be part of the intro. Yeah, ah, actually, good I reckon uh, you, you brought it up. You brought up Zach Wilson's mum quite a bit in your old pod, didn't you? We used to have a segment called Zach Wilson's yeah. mum and it was our, um, it was our moments of the week that, had nothing to do with NFL fantasy, just funny things that happened, like NFL, like um, Zach Wilson's mum walking on the stage at at draft night. And anyway, carry on. Just well, you're up, mate. You're um, you've uh, started a sneaky competition, mate. You want to let everyone know what's going on? Yeah, I don't want to plug it too much. I feel a bit bad, sort of plugging it on here, but no, I started a best no, ball, get it out, best ball tournament. So. So there's 10 leagues, or roughly, there's going to be about sort of between 8 and 12 leagues. Uh, 12 teams in each league, $10 buy-in. And the fun thing about it is that the overall winner, so the highest scoring team out of all 10 leagues, so if that makes sense, like there's 10 leagues, 12 teams in each league, the highest scoring team of everyone wins a 1000 bucks. I put up the money, or me, me and a mate, um, we've actually been talking about it for a a fair while maybe a year or so about running this tournament we eventually got around to doing it uh so far we've filled seven leagues uh, we're hoping to get to 10 because that if we get to 10 that means we don't have to actually uh pull any money out of our pocket to pay for the price <laughs> money so we're, so we're hoping to get to 10 leagues um and yeah it's just something a bit different something that hasn't happened in australia before it's pretty common in america mm. um, i'm in a few leagues at the moment where there's sort of um three and a half grand to win to win the overall thing but saying that there's about 25 leagues or something yeah right um 
So yeah, so, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be a real shame if second place loses by a point or yeah. half a point. <laughs> How would you be? Um, that's about the only thing that worries me <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But it's sort of if if the guys that listening, if they play super coach, it's kind of the same, sort of the same thing. Um, we're going to have leaderboards going throughout the season, uh, so every week you'll be able to see what teams are winning and and how many points off the leader you are and, and things like that. Um, but it's pure best ball, so no waivers, no trades, no roster moves. Um, yeah, just straight best ball rules. Yeah, so you've got to be up to scratch with your bloody best ball knowledge. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just quickly, I suppose we've got a bit of time here, uh, just talk about some strategies that you guys have used slash find successful in in best ball leagues. Um, I know you can't just go in kind of willy-nilly. You've got to have a bit of a plan here. So, you know, Tom, I'll start with you. Do you have any best ball tips for the, the listeners? Yeah, well, pro- sort of my normal way of playing is that sort of the first five, six, seven rounds is just it's pretty normal, pretty like a pretty much like a redraft um, draft. Uh, you're, you're picking sort of best available trying to get a quarterback wide receiver stack in the early maybe first five rounds um, but then once you get into your bench or maybe into your into your flex spots it's a, it's a bit of a cliche but you're looking for upside looking for real upside guys that can uh, produce 25 points this week and then you know zero next week um, you rather than those guys that are consistently going to pump out 12s you want those guys that are going to be boom or bust pretty much yeah. Um, and if you can get enough of them, hopefully one guy, or say say you've got four boom or bust guys, hopefully one guy every week is going to be your boom. Um, that's sort of my strategy going into it. Um, that's a bit cliche. I don't really have any hot secrets to tell on this podcast, unfortunately. No, I do like it though. Um, yeah, those those kind of guys that you you take a little bit later because they're not as consistent, not putting up those consistent weeks for you every week in in redraft. It's just yeah, get after those. Really high upside, guys. Ewers, uh, do you have any anything you'd chip in here, mate? Yeah, it's actually a good time because it's, it's interestingly a little bit of a cautionary tale about going too hard down that line. Um, for me, I'm not that into best ball. I kind of I really like the week to week setting of lineups and all, and all that kind of stuff. I think that's what makes this really fun. Um, but um, I think just don't confuse like that big play guy with a um, a boom or bust potential type player to pick in a best ball league. Cause just because they, they catch one big pass every week, they only get three targets, they're still never going to put up 25 points, you know what I mean? So they're still got to get some volume in order to be relevant. So, yes, those guys that score 12 safely every week, sometimes they have boom weeks as well. So just, just don't... Um, don't look at your. I probably you know, over exaggerated it a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but don't look at your old yep. Russell Gage types and think, oh, you know, Russell Gage is just a safe player. I'll never pick him because with Tom Brady, he's probably oh, going to yeah, put up twenty-five yeah. week, points one week. So, mm-hmm. just a just a caution not to not to lean too hard in that into that meme. Fair. Yeah, I think, sometimes it oh, yeah, can be yeah. like those guys that um have that inconsistent factor. Like uh, they go one week they score thirty, the next week they score. They score ten, or they they put up they can put up that like you know low score, and you'd be like, oh, like Amara, Amari Cooper is a great example, yeah. right? And you'd be like, oh, he stuffed me up this week. But in best ball, it doesn't matter if he hits the week, the week he that you can take those guys in the right position because the week they score thirty, it's going to do real good for your team. Mm-hmm. And the week he scores low, you've got the opportunity for the guy off the bench that maybe you drafted that 
had a week that like you know you've got four in bench wide receivers round, yeah. and every time you play redraft there's always one guy on your bench that scores points that you left there like and he just comes in and replaces Cooper that week so I think early on it's definitely I want guys that um that have the ability to put up big points and they might be a little bit inconsistent but that's why the rest of my lineup is there to, to cover for that I want guys that don't have a floor of I mean a ceiling of just you know 20 points they need to be able to have that ceiling of can they crack 30 for me or like you know the top level guys can they go higher uh, they might not do it every week but that the week they do the weeks they do do it I'm going to get them in my right lineup I'm going to get those points um, I don't really want to take guys that are going to take two catches or three catches and like a good example might be like a probably a dynasty player but Greg Ward he gets like four catches 40 yards it's not, it's not going to help you in best ball it's not going to help you in dynasty but like those players are just straight out avoids right yep I guess my other tip um, that I might do in in best ball is is hit those um, it's what they call the running back dead zone. I might hit that a little bit harder than I would in in a normal league, because um, if they're only good for six weeks or something, doesn't matter. You still got them for that six weeks, and if they're a superstar for those six weeks, that's great for your best ball team, and you don't have to really worry about picking it. So yeah, sometimes I just hit running backs a little harder in the in a range I might normally avoid them. Yeah, I might piggyback off that. Don't uh, my my tip would be don't rush out to get your handcuff and your running backs. Um, it kind of limits your your bench spot, I guess. If you got Christian McCaffrey on you know in the first round and you're sitting there with I don't know who's going to be the backup this year. Chuba, Chuba. I guess would yep. probably be the backup. You know he's probably not going to be usable 15 weeks of the year, um, and you're just hoping for an injury. So don't reach for your your backup running backs. Um, go and draft other people's backup running backs uh, because if they lose it, then you've got two stud running backs. So that's a late round kind of strategy that I like to, to employ. Poeta, have you got any other strats, mate, that you like to well, I mean, get you, you have to You have to follow the, the league settings, right? And you have mm-hmm. to understand that. Um, you have to look at the, the position that's going to score the most points and, and I think value that early. And I think in, in one of um, in these Tom's leagues, uh, you've got the six points for the quarterback touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a key thing that I think, and you've seen it with a lot of the ADP, it's come out like quarterbacks are going early and considerably early against some of these other players. But I'm not sure. Like, I think the way I look at it, I want to put a team of a combination of, I don't, if I'm going to have an RB1 and an RB2, I want one of them to be a bit reliable. That's he's might plug, He might be my RB1, but he's more, and then the RB2 might have the upside to shoot up to be the highest scoring point week in, week out. But the combination of, Reliability, because I think consistency gets you through the season, um, and then you have the upside of the other players to sort of to fill that gap. Um, it's just interesting, like this when you play in a good league with people that know what they're doing, you start to lose that. Everyone picks up the good guys. There's no value, but you have to look for the, the player that's the players that drop and the opportunity, uh, the risk versus reward situation. Like if if you look at guys that took, um, uh, what's his name? Well, I'm trying to look at the league that I'm in. Deshaun Watson at nine four. Uh, if he comes up and only gets a short suspension, that could be a steal there, right? Mm-hmm. If he misses four weeks, uh, you get to Sean Watson at, um, and he misses four weeks of the season, that's that's going to come back as a, a big win. you got to look to... Um, you can't look too much at what happened last year because every every season's different. You just have to think about... Make your own assessment on these player situations. And I think that's where where I've looked at is like I think the, t- the guys that I can trust the most is these younger year two wide receivers or... Um, that have performed well and these young guys that are going to get opportunity to have a crack this season and try and bank on them early. 
Yeah, good stuff. Uh, if, for those people who just love to draft, get into the, the best ball comps because uh, it's pretty much just draft and then you don't have to worry about it for the next... You, you in any of them yet, Moz? Um, just waiting for some funds to clear and I'll be in one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whopping 10 bucks I'm real poor at the moment. No, I'll, be in, uh, I'll be in one for sure. Bought too many beers and cans, mate. That's it, mate. Too many cans and cans, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I'll be in one, absolutely. So yeah, look out for it. Um, I'm sure Tommy will be plugging the crap out of it on social media. So. Yeah, well, I don't want to, uh, like I said, I don't want to uh, have any money out of my own pocket, so I'll be plugging the crap out of it, trying to get to 10 leagues. Uh, so we get to 10 leagues, then that pays for the uh, $1,000. So Yeah. If you're not in it, get amongst it. Too right. Get amongst Too it. Right. All right. Um, got a sneaky little bit of an addition to the bottom of this uh, this show doc here that we've got going on. I'm not too sure who that was. I think it was the anonymous Nyan Cat who wrote this down. Oh, it's FF Sick Kent. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for us, mate? Oh, no. The question we got in here from um, who's, uh, Campy, uh, he has asked... Um, Dak versus Hertz. He wants a stat guesstimation um, and why you'd lean one over the other. Um, this could be Dynasty. Maybe we'll look at it from a, a best ball redraft lens to start with. Best ball, then redraft, then Dynasty. He wants us to, to stat guesstimate what he's going to do this year. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, well, who's going to perform better? Yeah. Right. Not like an actual, like, uh, this guy's going to go for 63% completions for 4,000 yards, 22 touchdowns and four interceptions or something like that. Well, do that then. I don't want to. <laughs> I think, um, oh, here we go. Hertz, Hertz had uh, 3,100 passing yards last year, 784 rushing yards. I think he comes down a little bit in the rushing yards, goes up a bit in the passing yards this year. That's mm-hmm. a bit of my expectation. They, they look like they're trying to sort of develop the offense a little <laughs> bit not really because they pass the ball a lot actually um particularly early on in the season um i think that they're looking to just sort of have less of a i guess more like designed plays so that he doesn't he isn't just constantly being like ah, i'll just run every mm-hmm. single play um so i think they'll still use him in around the goal line because he's really good at it um which yeah Anyone who's in on Sanders, I'm not. I just don't think he's going to score any touchdowns again. Um, so I, I'd say maybe like 600 rushing yards, still like a, a heavy rushing quarterback, so five to 600 rushing yards. And um, maybe we're, we're pushing up to 3,500 uh, passing yards instead of around 3,000. Um, Dak, I think he's about... Probably close to five thousand yards was he? I, uh, I four thousand, just just under five hundred, four fifty, right there. Yeah, I think drop a drop a little bit, just losing Cooper. I'm not sure, but I think this is still a, a pass first off. Well, I don't know. It relies on Zeke, I think, for him. Yeah, it can Zeke come hard. out and be have some explosion if Zeke's lost that step? They got to rely on Pollard, um, and I think that the more they they struggle in the run game is really going to force him to either pass the ball more but it probably also puts them in a position that who's going to throw to Lamb uh, Gallup's injured to start the season I think an early comeback for him yeah, they talk about being be likely but it's like normally it gets closer and closer to the season they're like oh we're just going to give him another week give him another week if he gets a setback and another that and he's dead down to like having a bit of a you know they got to see how Tolbert goes um, as a rookie which could work out but I'm not going to go and bet that they're going to go flying the Cowboys ought mm. to be a team that Regression. They might want to might want to rely on that defense, right, early on. So they probably are going to lean 
to try and grind the ball in the run game. Hurts, right. I think um, him, for my, for my opinion, I think Ewers probably hit it spot on. I think mm. there's going to be like a tick up in his part. Like he's got to throw for more than 3,000 yards with the two wide receivers he has there. and He's got all weapons in each position, right? Uh, and it's going to be an opportunity for him to prove it. It just depends whether the coach comes out and says, oh, that's we actually want to throw the ball more, whether we want to just... We just wanted to buy wide receivers and uh, still run the ball. But I think if it, if it keeps running the ball at that level, 700 yards, he's probably going to get close to getting some injuries. But I think I'd like to see for my uh, wide receiver shares of the Philadelphia Eagles that he can pass the ball a bit more. So probably hit that 4,000 mark, but drop off a couple of hundred yards in the in the rushing. Thoughts, Tom? They're such complete opposite. They're, so they'll QB8. Dak was QB8. Jalen was QB9. Dak had 316 fantasy points. Jalen had 312 fantasy points. So you could almost say they're fantasy-wise they're exactly the same. But looking at their stats, they are so opposite. Dak, 44-49 passing yards. Jalen, 3-1-4-4. Dak, 37 passing touchdowns for 10 interceptions. Jalen, 16 passing touchdowns for 9 interceptions. And then you go over, like Jalen had 784 rushing yards. Dak had 146. Uh, he had one rushing touchdown. Hertz had 10 rushing touchdowns. Like, <laughs> they're so opposite and yet score exactly the same. I've probably got them ranked exactly the same. Um, like, in that sort of, what are they, QB8, QB9, I reckon they're probably going to be finishing about that again. Um, the only thing I'll say is that Hertz maybe has the upside there because we know he's a rushing quarterback. You know, he just got AJ Brown. Uh, whereas Dak, unless he gets that rushing, uh, rushing upside back, I don't think he's going to. I think what we saw last year is is probably what he's going to be. Um, so I'd say Hertz has has the upside there, but that sort of seven, eight, nine, ten range. I think that's where they're both going to finish this year. Believe it or not, I'm actually a little bit high on. Jalen Hurts this year. Mm. It's gonna, it's gonna probably. Philly's yep. um, gonna win the division easily. Yeah, sting me a little bit because I just hate rushing quarterbacks. But um, you know, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, yeah. all pretty healthy. They're probably their top three at the moment. But just if, if one of them goes down, there's actually some depth there. Like Zach Pascal's usable. Greg Ward showed he could be usable. Um, Jalen Rager is still there. But then if if you go to Dallas, it's Lamb, Gallops. Like, you know, who knows if he's going to be ready by the first quarter of the season. It was a real late injury. James Washington's had a foot problem. C.D. Lamb's popping up here is on the injury risk. And behind him, it is Jalen Tolbert, the rookie, and then just no one. Um, so if they if they do cop an injury, they're in a bit of strife. Um, Dalton Schultz showed a, he could, you know, put up some points last year. But once again, behind him, it's Jake Ferguson and some other dudes. But... Uh, yeah, look, I just think the upside in, in terms of rushing for Jalen Hurts, yeah, it might come down a little bit, but I could also see that balancing out with the passing volume going up. And now he's got a target in A.J. Brown. He can just kind of throw it out. He doesn't have to be super accurate. And, you know, A.J. Brown can go up and win it. Devontae Smith, you know, he showed some speed. Quez Watkins is extremely fast. Um, you know, he ran a 4, what was it, a 4 three forty. So he can he can be the burner over the top. There's just a lot more options, I think, in Philly. It's just it's up to Jalen Hurts to go out there and actually show he can do it. And I think I, I, I made the mistake of when Josh Allen had his first poor season, or not poor season, but he wasn't exactly you know hitting his targets real well. He went out and spent some time in the offseason and improved it. I don't want to miss out again and say that Jalen Hurts is going to be, oh, I need to wait and see. I kind of want to get ahead of that. And I think he's in for a big year. 
with with the moves that the Philly have made. So um, I'm, I mean, I mean, I'd probably put him up, you know, maybe even quarterback six, five kind of range, just because he rushes so much. So um, yeah, I'm real high on him this year in comparison. I think he to, could uh, easily be QB one. Yeah, definitely. Like he's he's, he's got the. Yeah. Whereas, like you look at their team, better offensive line than Dallas. I know Dallas's defense was fantastic, and they like nailed the draft last year. But like, how many interceptions did Diggs have? Something like eleven. Mm-hmm. That's that's like wins that are mm-hmm. gonna flip the other way because he's gonna regress. He's not gonna have eleven interceptions again this year. That's that's so good. It's and it just isn't sticky. Defense is just not sticky. So I think there's a big regression coming for Dallas and and that Philly might run away with this division pretty easily so I'm very high on him in saying that like Dak's probably not going to be too far behind it's just I can I can see issues with that receiver core if one of them goes down he's he's, he's kind of just picking up scraps and it'll kind of turn to Pollard and Zeke I guess um, maybe even a two-man backfield kind of at the same time so uh, yeah I'm in I'm in on um, on Hertz over Prescott at the moment just quietly. before his injury I'll just sort of uh, play the devil's advocate here with Dak Prescott. Before his injury, he had around 300 rushing yards mm. uh, every mm. every season, and and his first three seasons as a starter, he had six, six, and six mm-hmm. um, touchdowns, uh, rushing touchdowns, and then three in 2019, and and then he got injured. He had, he had three rushing touchdowns in five games before he got injured in 2020, and then last year, like it's a massive drop off. It's it's less than half of his average uh, yep. rushing yards. And only one rushing touchdown, so so there is some ups rushing upside there for Dak if he can if he can get over that ankle injury and, and get back to what he used to be. But saying do you reckon that, they will go Carson back to Wentz didn't? I think they just flipped it to Tony Pollard and passing it to the tight end. Mm. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> I think it depends how they go. If they if they find a way to win games when it gets grinding in the middle of the season and it's working, well, let him rush a little bit. Like you saw, Josh Allen didn't rush as much by design but I think it was one of the games maybe it was the playoff game you saw him just come out and make some big runs when he needed to mm. and he ended up having some decent yards so I think that they don't want to design it but they want the ability there for when the game's on the line the quarterback needs to if he can scramble 20 yards and yep. get a first down when the game's on the line that's probably what we're going to see and I think last year we probably saw a bit of precaution I don't think they're going to go to Jalen Hurts level of rushing but mm-hmm. definitely get a boost in that which if you think about how they were compared last season should boost him up a bit more yep alright that's uh, I reckon that's answered that pretty well. Uh, we've got everyone just confused as to who to pick, but I'll I'll say Hertz. Um, Hertz. Do you guys want a final word? Yep, you is Hertz. Tom, uh, I can I say they're going to be a draw? No. Okay. I'm going to go. Uh, I'll go Dak. I'll I'll say Hertz. Ooh. I think Hertz has the ability to be overall QB one where Dak doesn't. Um, yeah. Fair enough. All right, well, if uh, we come back at the end of the year and Dax beaten Hurts, then Poit's going to have a real laugh at us, isn't he? Yeah, I just had to pull myself back off the floor there after the QB1 talk for Jalen Hurts. Oh, here we go. Well, you, you look at you We look just at picked the guys, him. We have to go on. Yeah, yeah, you look at the guys sort of that uh, lower-end QB, like in that sort of 8 to 12 range of the quarterbacks, and you're sort of looking at Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, um, maybe Kyler Murray... What what of them have the ability to be the overall QB one? I'm not saying they're gonna, but you know Russell Wilson is a no for me. Uh, Dak Prescott definitely not. Then Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray, if they play 17 games and have uh, 10 plus rushing touchdowns, um, there's no reason why they can't. Yeah, definitely. 
going to be fun. Uh, going to be fun. It's going to be a big year. And uh, yeah, look, we we look forward to bringing you all of the all of the breakdown of it, I guess, um, over the next kind of twelve months. So get ready for it. We're back. Feels good to be back, boys. What do you reckon? Felt good. Oh yeah, good, good to be combo, back. I reckon. Yeah. It's good to be back. Origin tonight. Really for oh, it. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Fingers hey, crossed for a blue victory. <laughs> yeah, come on the blues. <laughs> we points, have to, right? points drinking enough for me as well. So. <laughs> I've had one Zephyr, and I'm just feeling it. You can do one standard drink. Jeez, you're a lightweight, mate. I'm, yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but you got to, if you have too many beers, when you have to just call your boss tomorrow, is that like call yourself and say you're not coming? Yeah, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Unfortunately, just, just ring, get the mobile phone, ring the home phone, and say, ah, oh, can't come in today. Be hungover. <laughs> do you just go and have a yarn to the sheep rather than shear them? <laughs> there has been because I, I start well, not anymore, but in the old days, I used to start work about four a.m. There's plenty of nights I would just go right through the night start work the next morning and it's surprisingly if you're working hard you're sweating it off yeah you actually don't feel that hungover i usually stick a beer in my wheat bix to still wake me up and carry the dog in you know <laughs> <laughs> no one else has tried that just me Nah, i feel like at the moment nah. if i have one beer i'm hungover already well your, your beers are seven standard drinks per beer mate, no, so I, what do you I reckon could have a, i could have a four x and i'd be hungover already it's <laughs> truth well good luck tomorrow morning then mate <laughs> three standard drinks in one <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's a work from home day, we right? Yeah, laughing, laughing. All right, boys, let's get out of here. Let's get this origin on. Good to be back. Welcome. Welcome to everybody. Uh, hit us up on those social platforms if you want to ask some questions. Send us your trades. Um, what were they again? At Oz Fantasy NFL on Twitter. Uh, I won't go through the individual ones. Go back to the start of the episode if you want those. Pretty much. Easy done. Yeah, I'll see if I can change the Discord as well to the new branding and we'll yeah, keep like that going because the Discord's been a bit quiet now. There's probably not much of drafts stuff going on, but. It, when it's pumping and there's in season, I reckon it's been going off in there getting some advice on the trades and seeing what people. See, it's also it's great to see what people are making trades and what decisions they're doing in drafts, just to see. How Check your values as well, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so at uh, Oz Fantasy NFL on Twitter, um, the the Discord link will be in there as well. So yeah, reach out. Um, we look forward to hearing from everybody. But uh, good to be back, and yeah, see us all next week. Great job, everyone. Good hustle. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Got it in at the end. <laughs>